welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we are reviewing one of my picks, a modern classic. And if anybody says otherwise, um, we have to get you in a car with Matt Damon and let him uh, give you an experience. Um, we are reviewing Ford v. Ferrari, directed by James Mangold and starring Christian Bale, Matt Damon, and a lot of people who you may not know but are awesome. Totally. And some you may not like very much. <laughs> There's a yeah, jerk of palooza in here. <laughs> I love this cast. Uh, 2019, uh, as you said, you know, modern classic, but I love this cast. It's packed to the gills with, hey, I know that, guys. You know, they're everywhere. They're so thick throughout. But uh, mm-hmm. this this is a definite uh, interesting movie. Can't wait to get into it with you guys. But let's go ahead, before we get into that, and much like the theory of Shelby and Miles, let's keep it 100. Not miles per hour, but we'll just go 100 seconds and tell, tell you guys about something that we've been getting into. It's time to keep it 100. 100. 100. 100. All right, and I'm going first on this. And now, wait a minute, keep it 100. Jamie, you're going first. I'm going first. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had I had the wrong. Uh, I was looking at the wrong spot on the notes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you must be really excited about your pick. I'm ready to hear it now. Um, all right. <laughs> Let me start my timer. Okay, so I'm kind of, sort of, almost sticking with a theme here. So, um, so this is an older movie set in the um, you know 60s. So I'm going with 1971's The French Connection. Um, I had never seen it before, but. Uh, I think it won the Oscar that year for Best Picture and Best Actor for Gene Hackman. And I, I see why. This is my new favorite Gene Hackman performance. Because um, when you watch a Gene Hackman movie, you're always just watching Gene Hackman be Gene Hackman. You never forget he's Gene Hackman. He, you don't you don't even know what his character's name is. It's just Gene Hackman being Gene Hackman. And that's okay. He's a great actor. This is the only movie where about halfway through, I forgot he was Gene Hackman. And he was just, you know, Popeye, which is a weird name for a detective, but whatever. Um <laughs> But the the plot was fun. I mean, it was a it was it was twisty. There was you know lots of ups and downs. Uh, Roy Scheider was his partner, and I'm convinced now that Roy Scheider is the best everyman actor of all time. Um, it's gritty in a way that like only seventies movies are. Uh, it's got an interesting ending. If you fellows have seen this movie, I'd like to talk with you <laughs> after we're done recording about the ending of the movie. Um, but yeah, French Connection. It's a good movie. Uh, it's it's a movie of its time. There's some um, some word choices that we wouldn't use today, but it's a it's a great movie from a different era. So I highly recommend the French Connection. Awesome, and that is that's one of the 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 holes in in my fandoms. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I can't say I've ever seen the movie. So now that uh, you mentioned that, it makes it even higher on my radar of old things I've never seen that I need to get to. <laughs> It was you know, on Amazon Prime. It's not anymore. It was. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. And, you know, I, I'm kind of in that same boat. There's this whole group of movies, especially from the 70s, I think, um, the, especially early 70s, that that I missed. And I just haven't got around to watching. Seen lots of movies from the 50s and 60s. Once we get 75 and beyond, yeah, I've seen a lot of that stuff, with the exception of a few holes here and there. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of a, an era that I missed some of that. So I've 
I have to check out French Connection. I wouldn't describe it as a fun movie, but it's a good movie. It was the Storytelling story yeah, doesn't have to be fun to be good. Yeah. yeah, It's definitely got the gritty 70s feel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dwayne, yeah. now you're up. Yeah. Now, uh, un- unleash that pent-up excitement. Well, uh, my, my keeping it 100 was going to be a whole lot cooler until you just told me that the French Connection wasn't on it. And it's even let me down as preparing for this episode with Masters of the Universe. But but I was just going to talk about how cool Prime Video has been here lately with with all the new additions, even though they're taking some stuff away, <clears throat> Masters of the Universe and, uh, and uh, French Connection. But anyway, I mean, they're having a lot of cool new stuff, and especially documentaries. They're so thick in documentaries. I've learned so much about uh, – the early X-Men comics and artists working on those. I've learned so much about Chris Holmes, a guitarist for Wasp, Val Kilmer as an actor, Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath, all of these cool, great documentaries. Plus, you're having a lot of classic 80s movies, Beastmaster, Explorers, all kinds of fun stuff. But that's just going to be my keeping it 100. Uh, you know, Prime Video has just been putting out some really cool stuff lately. And they are a great source for, for documentaries. You know, a lot of the stuff that I've talked about in my Keeping It 100 in, in terms of documentaries were from there. Yeah. Um, that Chris Claremont X-Men is really good. I think yeah, Jamie, that one we, was, we talked about that one before, haven't we? That one was great. Uh, did you see the one about the uh, Dungeons & Dragons art of The Beholder? I, behold, I haven't watched it that yet, but it's in, my, really, it's in my queue. So Really interesting, yeah. I, I didn't even come across that one. There's so much on there that it's hard to even – Discover yeah. stuff sometimes. Yeah, it, it really is. But like I said, especially with the documentaries and stuff, and I'm a sucker for documentaries uh, and biographies, as, you, as you'll as you find out shortly with this movie. Uh, but yeah, they've been really knocking out of the park, especially in that area. Cool. All right, gentlemen. So let's get this timer ready, and I'll round out our Keeping It 100 this week. So since I've been working all week to get my classroom ready for the upcoming school year, I've been a bit limited in this week's nerdy goodness, but there was one movie that I had to see. The Suicide Squad dropped in theaters and HBO Max. And boy, howdy, does it live up to its name. Like the great George Perez could illustrate vast amounts of dynamic panels populated by heroes and villains, gun has that way with movies. I never felt once like anybody got shortchanged. Well, maybe one, but it's not like Sean Gunn really cares. Um, The movie, like I said, lives up to its name. Violence, gore, and hilarity ends. Now, this one is not for the kiddies, obviously, but The Suicide Squad is definitely worth a watch. Um, It's no means a slight to, to David Ayers and that first movie, but this one is definitely a superior movie in the way it's presented. And that's why the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad 2, by the way, uh, is my keep it to 100 for this week. I can't wait to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw where that dropped and I was like, oh, that's a thing right now. So, yeah, it's, it's a. Up on the radar there, so uh, can't. And, can't and wait to get I did mention it's on Hobo Max, right? Hobo Max. <laughs> <laughs> Hobo Max. Well, <clears throat> I think we're here to talk about Ford versus Ferrari, and I think that's what we should talk about because I'm up first 
as I was looking at the wrong order of the notes, I'm up first on opening thoughts and grades. If you made a checklist and said things that Dwayne likes, <laughs> documentaries, biographies, learning new things, history, exciting, powerhouse actors, this movie checks them all. Uh, you have you know, and it's so smartly told too, uh, is, is one of the things I really enjoyed most about it. It's so smartly told, but you have these, you know, these two alpha males, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, going head to head with all these other alpha males, you know, and just the history of the car, how you feel when you're racing, the visceral you know, you get up to 7,000 RPMs. It feels like your car goes weightless and just the power uh, that you're sitting on. You know, And these cars, face it, these cars, make, the Shelby Cobra is a motor with a seat tied to it. You know, it's a motor with a seat tied to it. That's about all you have. And, you know, and, and he's selling these cars hand over fist. I think, uh, I think the one gentleman says, you know, he, he sold the same car four times this week. How do we want to keep up production? You know, <laughs> And, you know, these things are hand-built, fine-tuned, and that's one thing, you know, that, you know, Ford as a major auto manufacturer and assembly line was overlooking, you know, the beauty of the car. I know Ferrari said, you're making these ugly little boxes in an ugly little factory, you know, all of these things. But uh, this movie, guys, A-plus for me. It's powerfully acted. It's well told. You come away smarter for it, and you come away, you know, wanting to, you know, strap on, you know, a big block 350 and just blaze down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I guess I'm following that up now that since Dwayne's dropped about four quotes that he won't have to use later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, Ford v. Ferrari wasn't really a movie on my radar. I'm not a car guy, and I'm not a racing guy. Most of the time, a raving engine makes me go Grinch on Mount Crumpet. Noise, 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 noise. Okay? But <laughs> this was a movie the missus wanted to see. Probably because she likes Belle and Damon. But it turned out worth it for me also. Um, Mangold really puts together such a fantastic story. This cast works well together and it really demonstrates the amount of work that really goes into the development of these cars. So I can appreciate the innovation side of it. Um, I did get to see it at the movies, but I've seen it a couple times since. And every time I watch it, it still holds up. So, I mean, as far as a grade, I mean, I got to go A plus also on this. Yeah. All right. Um, Jamie, Jamie, before you start last week, when we were introducing this movie, you told me that was welcome. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, sir. My biggest surprise was that you hadn't seen it already. Um, I know. Now, if you remember back to our Mount Rushmore episode we did a few weeks back or months ago, who knows? Uh, time has lost all meaning. Um, this was on my short list. This almost made my Mount Rushmore. Um, I love this movie. Um, of, of, of movies that have come out recently, this one and this, um, Enter the Spider-Verse, the ones I've rewatched the most. I don't, I don't rewatch a lot of movies, but I've already seen this one probably six or seven times. Spider-Verse probably eight or nine times. 
Um, the performances are amazing. It's even people you don't know. Like the lady that plays Molly, I've never seen her anything before. She's amazing in this movie. Um, the the kid Noah Jupe, only only seen him in Quiet Place. Only only thing I've seen him in. He's amazing, an amazing child actor. Um, the racing action is exciting, and I am a car guy. I'm I'm an old car guy. I don't like new cars. New cars are just they're all ugly and don't have any personality. I like old cars. There's a lot of old cars in this movie, and I'm an, I'm a racing guy. Only only Formula One. Rest of it's all the minor leagues. Um, but I'm surprised Dwayne didn't mention this. The music in this movie, the music is perfect. Probably still was fan. I'm sorry. Um, but everything works. Just the score when it's time for just the score is great. But when they bring in actual like era specific music for like some of the like especially for the racing, it just it it's really pumping. It's adrenaline. It's it's great. And the story's gripping, and it's fairly accurate to history. I've done a lot of research on this movie. It's pretty accurate. Um, it's a stunning movie. It's an A plus. Uh, I'm I'm so happy this is in the in the nerd hall of fame. Yep. Or the ring of honor. This this yep, yep. this goes into our roundtable ring of honor, gentlemen. Yeah, it definitely uh, belongs there. Um, you know, on that track, it seems like they really could use some air conditioning. So let's go help out with some fans. <laughs> So here we go. All right, Phyllis. I'm going to lead us off on fans for this episode. Um, And I think what I really want to highlight is the third act. Ken Miles is driving for 24 hours. So who in the world would think, yeah, that would be so interesting. And it is. The way that they capture the intensity of the sport, the intensity of that 24 hours, it's just not putting down the road for 24. I love that. I get nervous going 70 on an interstate. So 210 (laughs) on a straightaway is frightening. And, you know, it's really a reason to respect the skill of these drivers, you know, and to get that across in a movie. You know, even though, like I said, he's supposedly driving for 24 hours, you know, that still gets it across. You would think it's impossible, but this movie does it. It makes us just love every moment that we get to see miles behind that wheel. Yeah, there's 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 some they play a little fast and loose with some stuff there. He's actually not driving for 24 hours. He's actually rotating the seat. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're off, right, off, isn't it? but we don't get to I, yeah, see the other dude drive. You know, we don't get to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, Bondurant was his other driver, right? Bondurant, yeah, Bob Bondurant. Um, but yeah, like I mean, you're right. I mean, because Le Mans, especially of that era, I mean, it was glorified, you know, French country roads. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not doing two ten on the straightaway. I mean, on that straightaway, especially. I mean, that's it's a lot. Well, I hope I'm not stealing anything from anyone in the future. But, you know, when he's talking about the mechanics of that track with his son, you know, his son has mapped it out so he can follow him. And he's talking about the mechanics. He's talking about that perfect lap. And he says, you know, you go here and you've got this line in the road. And then you go to the White House and you go and then there's the poplar tree. And you go, you know, and so you're, he, you have it all mapped out to when you break, when you clutch, what gear, where's your turn, you know. 
Yeah, and they've and they've actually improved Le Mans quite a bit since then. So like they filmed, I think they filmed some of this at Le Mans, but they couldn't they couldn't actually film a whole lap because they'd improve sections of it. So they had to like keep filming, doing like these weird creative bits. They would like do the same curve over and over again, film all the stuff, and then go to some other place and do the yeah. It's yeah, I think there was a lot of there. Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of action in the curve by the White House. <laughs> well, I, I'm up next, and I've got four options here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with just the cast and the performances. Um, I mean, they're all so good. And Josh Lucas is at his Josh Lucas is pissed. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, this is jerk mode to the you know turned up to eleven. I mean, he's so unlockable in this movie. Uh, there's nobody does it better than him. A Bernthal is charming in this movie. Um, I'm not sure he's a very accurate Lee Iacocca, but <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee Iacocca would have cast him as himself, but I don't think it's real accurate. But I mean, and, and Damon and Bell are both so good in this movie. Uh, and they're both amazing actors with lots of, I mean, great credentials on that filmography, but I don't know that they've ever been better. Uh, they're just so good in this. And, and, and Matt Damon is frequently being Matt Damon in movies, but I think he's he's doing something different here. He's not doing the normal Matt Damon performance. And Christian Bale is Christian Bale. He just disappears into whatever he's doing. Um, he had to, uh, he came he came straight from doing Vice for this movie. So he he lost like sixty pounds in like no time at all. Like it was crazy because he's wow. a, a crazy person. Um, but like, like I said, even even Molly, I'd never seen her in anything before. She was so good. The guy who played the Deuce, no idea who he is. He was great. Um, just down the line, even the, the guys in the pit crew, just completely believable. Seemed like, like, yeah, those are the kind of guys that would be in the pit crew. I mean, that's how they would act, right? I mean, that's it just down the line. I don't think there's a single mistake in the cast. I mean, everybody's perfect for their part. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, definitely, and I know you were mentioning it, you know, before about the sound, uh, you know, the music and things, and that that is a, a very strong part of this, but I think my what my fan is going to be kind of overpower that with how much and it's almost a whole other character in the movie itself and this i'm, I'm reading my notes for verbatim cars 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 speed room <laughs> <laughs> well gt40 is almost a spaceship you know right right i mean you have you know you have the ferrari you have the gt40 you have the shelby cobras you know you have the porsches the mclarens on on the course, uh, you you see some time at Daytona. You know, you see some of that race, uh, the other formula, you know, the other uh, stock cars. But my gosh, these cars are almost a character in of themselves, and how they tweak and work on, and how he, you know, they're like, well, the computer will tell us, and they're like, go get some scotch tape and yarn. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll watch what happens with these things, you know, and you see how the cars react to their gearboxes overheat, their brakes get hot and melt you know they, they they're so temperamental the door won't close you know he gets he gets nudged coming out the line and his door won't close you know and, and, and the guy says you know take you know move let me you know it comes with a hammer and uh, but i mean just the cars and how much of a character that they were and how visceral you feel uh the emotion the feeling of those engine revs and the and the gear changes, the 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 brakes, the skidding, the drifting—you know, the, all the different mechanics of racing that they do in this movie—really is a whole character unto itself, and it really brought it alive. And you learned a lot, you know. Oh, it's this gear, it's that, you know, how mechanical these guys are, how analytical they have to be with their sport, and it really is a sport. And you know, like Le Mans, it's a sport of endurance, even. 
you know, but even, you know, even in NASCAR race, I mean, you're turning left for 500 miles. That's not easy after I'm sure the first hundred, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I love this era. Um, and and I say I'd say probably late sixties, early seventies are like my favorite cars of all time. So yeah, it's there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know metal locking in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and and like I said, I love how they're each you know it's it's it, they're each its own character you know, and and you know even at different times you see the Ferraris and the Fords going head to head, and you know it's it's almost like you know you would see you know Sea Biscuit or Secretariat you know at the horse races and things you know, that you see them struggling, and the 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 challenge. All right. Well, um, at one point in this movie, we get a glimpse of where Carol Shelby's leaving. Um, it's a pretty rank looking motorhome. Um, I bet we don't need off any pans in there. Let's go to our pan section. I'm sure he's eaten out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm up first, and it's this one little thing that just really annoys me, because I, I knew just enough about the what actually happened to this thing to know that they were playing more than fast and loose with some of the details. So, so I'll, I'll put it in the form of a question: What do you think the time frame of this movie is? From the time that Matt Damon, well, no, no, Carol Shelby, sits Ken Miles down in that restaurant, tells him they've got 90 days to make a GT40. How long do you think it is by the, to, until the end of the movie? In real life time, I mean, like yeah. how it actually was. Um, yeah. I would, I would say it was probably closer to nine or ten months. Okay, Sammy, what do you think? I don't know. You know that that that's like watching Lord of the Rings and reading Lord of the Rings and realizing how much time was supposed to happen between <laughs> there. <laughs> um, maybe a couple years, even. Uh, it's my understanding that Carol Shelby was hired in 1959. Now, I don't know when Ken Miles entered the picture. Um, the final race we see is 1967. Oh, wow. So it was much longer than the 90 days they wanted us to believe it was. And and you can just tell about what, what they're doing. Like They gave us that one day, like 90 days. Like, oh, yeah, this is so intense, right? There's no way that things even they show us happening happened in 90 days. Right. I mean, in those days, they couldn't. They had to ship the GT40 across from England. It probably ain't getting there in 90 days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it's just that's kind of an all kind of scratching my head going, okay. I guess I, th- I think that the like uh, Peter uh, Peter Miles, I think he's like a Marvel character. He's not ancient in this movie. <laughs> okay. Apparently about eight years is going by and like he's just the same age the whole time. So yeah, it's just the whole time I'm like, okay, how long is it supposed to be? Like okay, how long are we supposed to be in this movie before, you know, they go back and forth? Because it feels like they're just like maniacally going back and forth between who's in charge of the racing program, whether it's the deuce or whether it's uh, Josh Lucas, Leo Beebe, and it feels like it's you know whipping back and forth. Um, but in big picture, those could have been years apart when that happened. It, w- it wouldn't have seemed so drastic. And so, mm. like the, the time frame, it, it's a you know I, I I mean I know they did for dramatic thing to make it seem more intense, and um, it, it helps with the compelling nature of the movie. But it just annoys me a little bit. Yeah, I can see how that would be a spe- yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, even the manufacturing and stuff, you know, making a part wouldn't be, Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. looking months, you know, for some of that stuff, I'm sure, uh, just to, just to acquire all the metal that they need. But, uh, my pan, uh, really isn't a pan, but you know, I know this is Ford versus Ferrari, 
I would have liked to have got a little hint of what was going on. The, the leaps and bounds that was made in the Ferrari factory at this time that we were up against. I know we were focused on miles and Shelby, but uh, Ferrari as, as you know, it's, they, they make tractors, you know, <laughs> and, and sports cars, you know, but uh, yeah, just, just to see what was going on in that factory would have been a little bit more interesting aside from just a brief walk through that they had. You know. It's not really a pan, but, but you know, we got a great movie, but yeah, well, th- this was only named uh, 40 Ferrari in America. For the rest of the world, this is Le Mans 66. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Much like uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because no one in the States would know what the Le Mans is? Probably. Interest Americans don't know what it was. Mm. And, and, the, and the, the screenplay's name was Go Like Hell. <laughs> now, see, that, that would probably be a, be a more suiting title. But now, see, I remember the Le Mans being a crappy little Pontiac from the 80s. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, but the Pontiac Le Mans, yeah, that was. Yep. All right, guys. So I guess for my pan, you know, sometimes with a movie like this, to find a pan, because I don't know the history behind it, it, it's a little bit of nitpickiness, I guess, because there are no glaring flaws in this movie. There is nothing that the average moviegoer would just go, I don't like that. Um, So sometimes with the lengthy movie, I sometimes will question, is there anything we could have trimmed? Is there anything, little thing that could have come off that maybe didn't advance the plot in some way? The only things I could come up with is Shelby trolling the Ferrari pit guys. I get it. We got to have Damon doing something while all the driving's going on. That was we so gotta, funny, though. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. But does it really push anything in the plot? Not particularly. Well, like I said... That's about 45 seconds, Amy. Come I on. know. But come on. Like I said, I'm nitpicky. It's nitpicky. I mean, <laughs> well, three, two hours, 15 minutes. It went from two hours, 15 minutes to two hours, 14 minutes in Sammy's area. <laughs> That's right. That's all I could trim off, man. Come on. What one? They're Italian. <laughs> no, but we, we all had to nitpick. Even, even my whole thing about the time. I mean, I don't care. I really don't. Uh, it only occasionally bothers me, like that you know Peter's not getting older because clearly time's passing. I mean, I I don't care. I love this movie. It's just yeah. yeah. I think the hairstyles would have changed a little bit more. We could have definitely seen the the time change. Yeah. Well, yep. apparently they uh they because one of the reviews I saw they were complaining about like um not showing any of Carol Shelby's personal life. Well. They really could because it would have given away the time frame because he had, I think he was married seven times and like, I think two or three of the marriages happened and ended during the, during this time period. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was quite the, uh, yeah, quite the non home life, uh, gentleman. Yeah. If you, if you, if you showed him with three different wives in the course of this movie, you'd know it wasn't 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just a 90 day fiance. So. <laughs> You want to give us more? Let's do it.
Best Performance. Katriana Balfay, Balf, Balfay, and Noah Jupe as <laughs> Miles, you know, Molly and Peter Miles. They are standing alongside these powerhouse actors. And like you said, we've never really seen it before in anything. I mean, and I think Molly, I did a little bit of research. I'm kind of like, where have I seen her at? Because she's so great. I mean, she's a model. She's a Parisian model. I mean, she's she's been in things, but it's all foreign films. But she's standing beside these guys, holding her own. She's given Christian Bell a run for his money. She's being his anchor. She's being his support, his strength, and his home. You know, uh, they they really owned. I, th- I feel like she really owned the scenes that she was in. And and Peter being, you know. The, the curious youngster on the course, uh, you know, the, the, the apple of his dad's eyes. And then he's seeing his dad, you know, having these rages and these fits, but he knows the man he can be. And he sees that. And, and, you know, those, those are two performances that I think really stand out in a movie of standout performances. Nice. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you went with, with, with her because that chemistry with my best performance, Christian Bale really made the role of Ken Miles come to life. Um, you know, so Bale's performance here, the way that, you know, especially in those scenes where he's talking with himself while he's driving, he didn't even need anybody there. His acting is just that good in this. He can just talk to himself and you're, you're just completely enthralled. So to me, that works. And we get, Miles as such a multifaceted character. Um, he really gives us that emotional connection and, and Bale really just drives that home. So yeah. Bale's mine. And he's so believably the maverick that mm-hmm. Ken Miles was. You completely buy that this is a guy who doesn't play well with others. Right. But you know, he could be so unlikable. He could be in that Lee I Coca uh, Leo BB circle. If you didn't see his, 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 you know, life there. Well, moving on from that, um, my, uh, my best performance is, uh, <laughs> is Matt Damon. And I, I love Matt Damon. I've loved him since Goodwill Hunting. He's a great actor. I even before that, I saw, I think it was School Ties. I liked him even when he was the jerk in School Ties. Um, or was it With Honors? Anyway, it was a Brendan Fraser movie that he was showing up in and, you know, became the bigger star. But, uh, but he, but he's kind of like Gene Hackman. He's just Matt Damon all the time, except for a handful of times where he becomes someone else. And I think he does that here. I think part way through this movie, you kind of forget he's Matt Damon, and he just becomes Carol Shelby. Yeah. And you, and you, even Bell's the same way. You forget he's Christian Bell, which that's easy to do. But it's just Carol Shelby and Ken Miles talking to each other, interacting, yeah. fighting in the street. I mean, you forget that he's Matt Damon. And, um, but, but I was, I mean, there's like seven right answers though. I mean, I give yeah. Josh Lucas a hard time because he, he is like the crown prince of pompous jerks. But nobody does it better than him. But he does it well. And he can do <laughs> other things. As well. I've seen the other things where he's not a pompous jerk. He's just really good at it. But, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of directions you could go. I mean, Bernthal's good in this. Bernthal's good in everything. But he's, he's really good in this movie. Really good. Um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy plays the deuce. I think he, he's great as this, you know, pretentious, you know, self-important, you know, jerk himself. He, he does that really well. The scene where he gets, you know, <laughs> taken for a ride. I mean, <laughs> there's so many right answers here, but 
Yeah, I, I think we picked out probably the the ones with in neon flashing lights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you I know you talked about Matt Damon, you know, kind of morphing into this other character. And that's and that's really a thing for him because in so many roles he is Matt Damon. You know, and, and you just see him as that, but when he, you know, rolls into Carol Shelby, he really does great. Yeah. yeah you think about the Martian. He's just he's just Matt Damon in the Martian. He's just good at math again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good good will hunting from uh yeah. in, on mars <laughs> all righty sammy what's the best scene my man all right best scene for me you know this movie has i mean honestly there's just so much amazing just scenes to look at i mean it's just beautiful you've got interpersonal racing related but i think my favorite one really shows what these drivers face and that's when James Mancold goes Michael Bay at the beginning of Le Mans. Uh, that is such a dynamic scene as they're running to the cars. The cars start to hit each other, pile up, flip. You know, all of these things are cool to watch. But then we see Miles reacting with that instinct. You know, that, that, that just, for him, he knew what to do, how he had to get through that and buy that to keep going. And, and to me, that, that was just telling about the level of skill that the, that the drivers have to have and, and what, you know, Ken Miles obviously had that, that was being portrayed here. Okay, I'm, my, my cheat was all of Lamont. <laughs> the whole thing, um, but I th- but I think my my two favorite scenes, and I'm really torn on this. I think I'm gonna go with the street fight. Um, I love it. I mean, cause they're I mean, I know they were both soldiers, right? But mm-hmm. Ken Miles drove a tank, and Carol Shelby flew planes. Not a lot of fisticuffs in those, cause they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to fight. But my but my favorite, I have two favorite little moments in that scene. The one is where Molly's like, my these, these guys are just my 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 guy and his friend are idiots. He gets her lawn chair and just. But my absolute favorite moment in that scene is when they're fighting and they start fighting using the groceries. And it's just, <laughs> even though they're angry, even and even though they're fighting each other, Shelby grabs a can, I, I guess a corner or whatever, and goes to hit him with the can, realizes that would actually hurt my friend, puts them puts it down and grabs the loafer and hits him with bread. <laughs> yep. So even in the middle of punching each other, he's still like, I can't, I can't hit my friend in the head I with a can. Really yeah. Well, just even in the middle of the fight, there's a, li- a little touch of tenderness. <laughs> even at the end of that fight, when they're like, how long's it been? You know, so this wasn't <laughs> the first time that they've done this. That's what, that was great. And then she walks over and says, so I guess I'm going to the store. <laughs> <laughs> you get some ice cream and uh, bread. She gets some ice cream and bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so beautiful that is so beautiful my my scene uh, is another one involving uh, you know molly and a fast car after you know carol shelby comes in and, and gets miles and says you know i need you to come over here and drive this car after he's told her i've quit i'm quitting i'm going legit <clears throat> she sees out the window shelby's getting her husband, and they're leaving. So where you been? Just out. What's going on? Nothing much, you know, and and then she just hammers the car down and just starts driving insane. And how 
cool he is behind the wheel of himself going 200 miles an hour, but completely losing it when someone else is going, you know, 60 and 70, you know, passing these other cars, which she's, you know, being a little reckless on a, on a civilian road, you know, not traffic, you know, you know, but yeah, a bit, yeah, a bit, a little, <laughs> a little, but, um, her reaction and then making him, forcing him to confront her, forcing Belle to to own up and man up and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is my passion. Even though she knows it, even though she knows it, she knows I have to make him own up to me, you know, and that's so beautiful. I love that interaction between them. And that part had me rolling on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Jamie, you are up with best character. Okay, uh, <laughs> sorry if I disappeared for a second there. I had to fix my computer. Um, I'm going to go Ken Miles. I just love the guy. Um, and there's there's a part of me that kind of, and a, a little bit, identifies with him. Not to the same extent. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I, I, in the same way, I can get really frustrated with bureaucracy. And... And having to be inauthentic to to get along, and so I I I I, re, I can feel that frustration. I, I feel him, but I just I, I love, but I love the, the 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 contrast, right? So when he's in his workplace, he's just completely difficult, right? Even to his friends, like he and Shelby, you know, clearly respect and you know love each other, but but when he's home with his family, I mean, it's it's all tenderness. I mean, yeah. and he, he and his wife have such a beautiful marriage. And my, my backup scene was when she goes to, con, to, to console him when he's not allowed to go to the race. Um, yeah. I, I love that scene. And I love their marriage. And just the way he's just so just, you know, crazy about his kid, you know, and takes his son everywhere with him and does everything with him and takes the time to explain things to him and just involves him in his entire life. So I just yes. I love I love Ken, Ken Miles. Well, you're not wrong at all. Uh, you're not wrong at all. But the other side of that coin is Carol Shelby, <clears throat> who's going to be my favorite character, because he is the guy who bridges that corporate and maverick racing world. He sits in the middle. He's in the boardroom, being slick, being cool, outsmarting BB, outsmarting Iacocca, even outsmarting the deuce. Henry for the second, you know, he, he, he gets him, gets him going a few times. You go to war, you know, all of these things. But, you know, when he, and then he goes and he's all in with the race. He knows the technique. He knows the skill. He knows what has to happen on that track. And he still manages to make the team work. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to kind of echo with, best character is, is Carol Shelby. You know, I just, I really enjoyed Matt Damon's performance here. You know, the other thing that he also brings, you know, Damon brings to this character is that humor that plays so well. I, you know, I know I was, you know, joking, I guess, in a pan about the, the drop in the nut and all that kind of stuff with the trolling the Ferrari people, but he did bring some humor to it. And I could get the feeling that maybe Carol Shelby could be that kind of guy you know, that knows just how to push everybody's buttons just the correct way. Um, you know, and he plays so well against Bell's miles. It just works so well. Uh, plus, I mean, I got to pick Carol Shelby. I mean, he's the guy that created a car that was so cool. 
even Bruce Wayne had one in his car collection in Batman Forever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. The iconic Shelby Cobra. He was such an iconic designer and integrator with Forge. You know, they even started naming Mustangs. You, know, you have the the Cobra Mustang. Yeah, you know. which is hilarious because they make fun of the Mustang. Yeah, they make fun of the <laughs> yeah. Mustang in here. Yeah, how they rip it to pieces. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. And well, guys, I'm up with best quote, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to go with the part where I'm going to ask a little bit of forgiveness aside from permission beforehand. My best quote comes from Ken Miles. And it's during the race, during the race, the Le Mans, he's nose to nose with the Ferrari. The Ferrari blows out and he takes off and he yells, your face looks like a slapped. (laughs) 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 I I cannot find, I mean, there's, there's other great, 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 great quotes in this movie. But I, I I can't get past that one, just that interaction. How and and they had come nose to nose a few times, and he that one time he gets it, and he says, "Yeah, your face looks like a slap." You know, it just. <laughs> and they did a pretty good job. I, we like I said, we didn't see the behind the scenes of Ferrari like you wanted to. Uh, Dwayne wants the five hour cut of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would watch it. But they did a pretty good job setting up Bandini as his sort of you know his antagonist. Mm-hmm. in the race and so, so when Bandini's car blows up like yeah you feel it you kind of celebrate with Ken Miles as you're watching the movie yeah well, well he gives Miles the stink eye how many times I mean <laughs> he's constantly well, throwing stink eye over on Miles well a little bit of behind the scenes I mean I had to watch this movie during my lunches at work so I'm in I'm in the break room you know with with a, with a bowl of food in front of me you know shoving in my face watching you know these racings you know other people and it's you know I'm on third, you know, I'm working third shift. It's two, three o'clock in the morning. So I'm watching these racings. And when that Ferrari blows out and Ken Miles says that I, in the middle of the break room, all these people <laughs> half asleep, like, uh, you know, and I, I go, yeah, you know, Dwayne spins lucky charms everywhere. There you go. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go next because I've only got one and I'm afraid I'm, I'm guessing Sammy has a couple. I'm afraid he might've picked this one. Okay. So it's it's during the scene when um, Bernthal is pitching the idea of doing the Le Mans race, mm-hmm. um, and he, and they're not buying it. <laughs> I love this one little it's just one little interchange between him and the Deuce, and it it amuses me. He says, uh, "James Bond does not drive a Ford, sir," and then the Deuce responds, "It's because he's a degenerate." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. That is a great quote, and and I and I do love that quote, Jamie. It was not the one I picked, though, so you don't worry. Um, I chose a Carol Shelby quote, also though, Um, but I chose one that I thought another great race car driver would probably choose, and that's Ricky Bobby. If you aren't winning, you're losing. You ain't first, you're last. You're right. That's right. <laughs> don't even make sense, boy. <laughs> They're second, third. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so next up is probably, I, I think, the hardest. I think e- even beyond best performance. Um, 
best emotionally powerful moment. Uh, Sammy, what you got? You know, last week we talked about with with uh, ET how ET could really hit you in the feels. This movie does also, um, but I think for me it has to be the crash at the end. And I think the biggest thing for somebody who really doesn't know the story, you know, didn't know anything about these guys other than just I'm watching a movie and these are characters in a movie. It was just so sudden with the exception of that little bit of foreshadowing in from the previous crash. It was just bam. I mean, everybody's I mean, Shelby's just reading the paper. You know, Miles' son is just kind of, you know, mucking about, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And then, boom. Um, but I guess when you think about it, Miles is the type of driver that literally was probably going to go out in a blaze of glory. There's no getting fat and eating pork pies for this guy. There's just not. And the thing is, and the sad part is that this so emotionally powerful is I think Molly knew that, too. You know, his wife knew that. And even to see the aftermath, the way that it affects Shelby. I mean, all of that from from the crash to the way we see Shelby was just was just like I said, it was a gut punch. Yeah. He lost his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And and they were really that close, apparently. Like um you remember the, in the beginning of the movie when um like uh I forget the Dieter Voss guy's looking for a driver mm-hmm. and um came out over by his own car. Well in in reality he couldn't work for real racing teams because he's Ken Miles. Uh, he was driving Shelby cars all along. That was that was actually Carol Shelby's car. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they like even when he was doing his independent thing, he was still driving Shelby's stuff. And so like I mean, he was he was always supporting his racing habit. Um, yeah, that's great, Jamie. What do you have, brother? Uh, there's about depending on when I'm watching this movie and um, what kind of movie. There's about six different times they've made me cry. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the one when um Miles is doing like the the practice laps at like what well, looks like an airport, and he finishes up and then says and takes Pete for a ride and drives mm-hmm. him around, and then they go see it and he talks about the perfect lap, and just that that powerful you know father and son moment, um I, and then I love that it ends on a dad joke too but still I just it's such a such a <laughs> such a such a beautiful moment you know that that's that's one of the ones that gets me, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you picked that because mine really kind of dovetails really nicely in with yours. And Sammy, I love yours. Probably the right answer, but I'm just in denial about that last half, about that last, you know, little bit of the movie, you know, after that crash. Uh, it's just such a such a gut punch. I've still come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, mine, mine, I'm going to take a little bit happier road here. But, you know, Jamie's talking about the perfect lap. When Miles starts doing those final laps at Le Mans and he's breaking records breaking record breaking record and you see his son and molly you know they're under any others like he's, he's got the perfect lap he's got the perfect lap you know and you see that that joy the the elation there of of where racing takes him uh, that really is a lifting and an emotional scene you know some emotional scenes you know those last laps There's a lot of good ones, and we and we've alluded to several of them already just during the course of the. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <clears throat> oh yeah. It's thick, thick throughout, thick throughout. But to our last episode specific, best man, 
there's a lot of jerks in this movie award. <laughs> Jamie, I think I know where you're going. So why don't you take out? You're wrong. Um, there's so many options. You don't have to pick Josh Lucas. That's uh, true. <laughs> the one that gets me the most is so like that they bring it. They bring Carol into firing basically. And so the deuce and just such a jerk move makes him sit behind him and off to his like, right. Expand, you know, kind of thing. It just, and like, so he does the whole speech. Like, we, we speech. We've got, we've got Enzo Ferrari right where we want him. And then he gives his whole spiel and he's like, all right, see that building over there. That's we built bombers. My dad and we went to war. Like Shelby, go to war. You answer yeah. only to me. And yeah. like five minutes later, hands it over to Leo Beebe. And mm-hmm. the Leo Beebe is being a jerk all over the place. Like that. So that that move for the deuce to say you answer only to me to hand it everything over to Leo Beebe. Like in the next scene, it felt like that's a jerk move. Like on a giant <laughs> level. So yeah, that so that. And like I said, it probably was probably three years in between those moments in, in <laughs> the real world. <laughs> but in terms of the movie, that feels like it's five minutes later. And yeah. it's just, I was so mad when Leo Beebe's smug face shows back up now in charge. I'm like, come on, Henry Ford the second. You know better than that. <laughs> you know what I love, Jamie, that, you know, choosing Ford. And I think it's because I did the same thing because I, I kept thinking, Man, every time Josh Lucas is in a movie and and, and he's a jerk, I, you know, everyone of us call him out on it. I'm like, <laughs> I need to pick somebody else this time. <laughs> so, you know, the way they portrayed Ford, I mean, was just that portrayal of every mogul and business executive that we tend to see in movies. You know, really is. Um, this dude thought he was the man. And I'm going to be honest, the deuce is probably the best nickname for him. And I'm not talking about him being the second. All right. <laughs> um, he was just over the top smug, um, but but not like smarmy smug, but like I'm richer than you and more important than you smug. And, and that's what Ford did for this. But the thing is, he's all money and no true understanding of the sport. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's I think that's what made it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> on mine, I, I even have in my note. I know Jamie's going to pick this guy, but dang. But <laughs> I, I did go with Josh Lucas's uh, Leo <laughs> Beebe uh, because, I mean, yeah, yeah, Ford's, you know, the the big jerk in in charge. But Leo Beebe, you know, especially what got me was when he comes to Shelby, and he says, "Tell Miles to slow it down." You don't understand this human being. You don't understand what you put him on the track to do. And you're saying, tell him to slow down. No. You know, I, I, I relished when they locked him in the office. You know, when he came to say, I mean, I'm in charge. And, 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 and Shelby just locks him in the office. You know, you know what this is? This is a wedge. You know, just locks him in there. <laughs> but my... No, I, I, I think for me, the the peak of of maybe all of Josh Lucas' pompous jerkness is at the at the Daytona race, where he's up with up the circle of reporters around him. He's like, "We control everything from up top," and he's just going to list all the things he's ordering, like even the RPMs, you know, and just the yeah. way he delivers that line. I'm just, yeah, man, everybody in the building wants to punch you. I guarantee you. Do yeah. do all and he three says keep it under six thousand, and he and then and, and, and Shelby holds up the sign, <laughs> take it to seven, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do all three of us agree, though, that BB completely knew what he was asking to do with if all three cars came in at the same time? One hundred percent. 
that the other driver was farther back. So, I mean, I, I just feel 100% he knew exactly this was his ultimate revenge yeah. because yeah. Miles basically called the Mustang a, a piece of crud. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it showed him that he was not, you know, truly in charge. And then, you know, when Miles, you know, is, is lapping everybody, is taking over. And he has to slow way down to make that happen, you know. And and you know that's that's another thing that's emotional about that those final laps. You know, when he, when he slows down and brings these guys in, you know, he he becomes that team player. He's like, you know, okay, there's something bigger than me here. You know, he still comes in first, but you know he's he's leading those other Fords in. You know, one, two, three. Yeah, but, but I'm I you, you couldn't convince me that Leo Baby didn't oh, know what yeah. he was doing. Oh yeah, but, but you know, Dwayne, what was also emotional with that though? Even though his son was like, "What's he doing?" Molly was like, "Good for you." Good for you. Yeah, she said, "That's yeah. my man." Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, you see it on her face. That's my man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and 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 connect to that is a moment that I really love, and it shows that you know what a racer he is. He he get he realizes because they run past him with the trophy and the laurels and all that jazz, and he looks up and Enzo Ferrari tips his hat at him. Tips his hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so so the, the the real racing guy, the real racing mogul, like yep, recognized yeah. him, and that was he, enough. Yeah, he gave him that nod. He gave him yeah. that nod. Well, speaking of connections and giving the nod, there is an actor we definitely always connect to and always give the nod to our Keanu Reeves. How does Ford versus Ferrari cross the finish line of connecting to Keanu? Uh, surprisingly, rather difficultly. Um, <laughs> so this week's Keanu Connection only has six acting credits with high, wow. pro- with six high, wow. with, with high profile gigs like Hitman, Suburban Driver, and Thug Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that role. They were great in it. <laughs> I remember something about Thug Number Two somewhere. I remember seeing that. <laughs> but the connection made his bones doing stunts where he has 115 credits. Um, and he's worked on movies that we've all seen. We've seen lots of his movies. And so I picked out a selection of the gems. He did stunts on Independence Day, Mars Attacks, the only <laughs> one of that director's movies I like. Uh, not, not a Burton fan. Uh, Batman and Robin, Blade, Fight Club, Spider-Man 2, Born Supremacy, Sky High. That one's for you, Dwayne. Uh, Serenity, Spider-Man 3, The Born Ultimatum, The Book of Eli, Drive, Baby Driver, and Black Panther. But in this movie, he wasn't doing stunts. Darren Prescott played Bob Bondurant in Ford v. Ferrari. But he also did stunts, and here's here's where I left out four movies, because he is a four-peat of working with Keanu. He did stunts on John Wick 1 and 2, and for both Matrix sequels. Ah. So Darren Prescott, Bob Bondurant is this week's Keanu Connection. <gasps> Kaboom. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Very nice. Yeah, I went way down the cast list. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. I was wondering because there were so many that guys in this movie. I was wondering how difficult this would be. Yeah, and that was that sounds like quite a stretch, but a really, really neat, especially well, I- a four-time connection. Well, I, I love that it was Bob Bondurant because as I looked it up, Bob Bob Bondurant, I can't say that guy's name. Um, he, he runs a driving school in California. I think it's in California. And just, I, I think it was by accident 
But Christian Bell went to his school to learn how to, to drive for this movie. And Bob Bondurant still like runs the thing. And so he told him all these stories about Ken Miles the whole time through. So oh, I wow. loved that oh, it was wow. the guy who played Bob Bondurant, who actually was a character in the movie, but also helped make the movie happen. I, I just I loved that extra level of the connection there. Yeah, that's really, really cool. That's a really, really cool connection. And guys, we really appreciate your audience for uh, listening uh, with us and enjoying, hopefully, this movie as much as we did. And please continue to listen, spread the word until our next quest, which is Sammy's pick. Yes. We've had to do some shuffling again, so let us know what's going on. We have swerved again. I don't know what's up with Bezos or or the internet in general, but we keep having to swerve on some of these movies that that, that we drafted months ago. So, um, gentlemen, do, do do you hear that? Do you hear that music? Ah, yes, it is. It's time, gentlemen, to set sail on the high seas of adventure, because next week. We're casting off with Gentleman Jack Sparrow in 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. And, All right. and thanks to the mouse, we will always have access to this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, of course, this is streaming on Disney+. Plus. If you don't have a, a, a copy on your shelf... Uh, and you and you subscribe to that you can watch it very easily there on disney plus so jamie until next time gonna put on our pirate guy liners we keep it nerdy <laughs>